got two words for you. And it ain't hey now, say now. <laughs> or hey now, since it's only two words. Or say now, for that matter. The two words are world champions. World champions. No need for an introduction. Y'all knew I was coming to fight, let it Look, fly today. World champions. World champions. Look at In six. Should have been five, but in six. Yeah, you got to give Boston a little bit of love. They're a great defensive team. They did their thing. But I want to say this. The world champion thing. You know, the NFL, I mean, obviously there's not really football elsewhere or stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of people will go, oh, that's very arrogant of the United States. Very classic United States behavior to say, these guys are the world champions, and they don't even play any of the best teams in the world. They just play cats in the States. But nobody's arguing that. No. Because world champions. They're the best of the best of the best. In sir. the world. In the world. In the world. Of all time. There is not a better basketball team that exists in the world. And there's not a better basketball player in the world today, as we're sitting here on this beautiful Thursday afternoon in Portland, Oregon, than a Mr. Wardell Stephen Curry. He is him, not them. Not them. He is him, not them. Well, let's talk about it then, Spencer. Well, let's why talk don't about you it. You talk about it because you were the one rubbing elbows. I you absolutely was the, rubbing you were elbows. In the belly of the beast. You were at the parade. I said I was going to go. I know. So, 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 so to be goes. fair, I didn't go to the actual parade. Right. I flew into the Bay Area during the parade, and. A part of the reason I didn't go to the actual parade was because, for one, I made a last-minute decision to even go. Mm. Obviously, you don't know what day the parade's going to be until a team actually wins, so it's not something that you can necessarily, like, schedule ahead for or plan around. You just got to know that when it's going to happen, you either going or you ain't. Well, I said dubs and six, so I could have planned it. Yeah, it's like you're either going or you ain't. Good prediction there. I said dubs and five, so, but it ended up being six, but... At the end of the day, it was, like, hard to plan around that just because you don't know when it's going to be. Right. So I get a text message. It was an invite to Gary Payton II's party after the parade. They were having a private party for family and close friends, and obviously y'all know what we came to do. We came to celebrate. We came to do damage. And that we did. Open bar. We celebrated, (laughs) and we did damage. Believe you me, we celebrated and we did damage. But when I got the text message to come to that, I was like, okay, let me figure it out. Obviously, got to figure out flights within a specific time. Sunday's Father's Day, Monday morning. I'm, I got to head out and go out there. Plus, I was at the parade in 2015. And while I will say, if you've never right, bro, been to a right. championship parade before. Weird flex, but okay. It, it, <laughs> if it, I mean, it is what it is. I'm just breaking it down how it happened. I'm, just, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> but world champions. Oh, and I talked to Chauncey Billups, by the way, too. And we'll get to that. I talked to him on my way, on my way to the parade. As I was entering the Portland International Jeez. Airport, oh, Chauncey Billups was exiting, Shut and up. I had some words for him about the parade, too. But we'll get to that later when we talk about Jeremy Grant and all that stuff, Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But right now, it's about the world champions. I went to the parade in 2015, and I will say, and I must say, if you've never been to a championship parade before in your life, the experience is well worth it. But I'll also say, if you have been to a championship parade before in your life, you understand while it is a great time, there are some hassles that come along with the parade as well. Obviously, transportation being one of them, because usually a parade is happening in a major city because most sports teams are located in major American cities. Traffic is the worst. You know, obviously, you know, if it's hot, if it's warm outside, like the parade is outdoors. So that's something you got to prepare for in itself. You can't drive out there. You have to do public transportation. Public transportation obviously is packed on packed on packed on top of packed. Like it is a day that you it's have a to kind of physical nightmare. Yeah, you, you kind of got to prepare for all of that. But the celebration part of it is great. And that to me overshadows the the negatives that come with going to championships, championship parades. But since I'd already been to one, I was okay with not going to the actual parade this year. So I fly into Oakland, 
Uber over to San Francisco. I got a homie. He lives right off the water in San Francisco. Oh, boy, doing it big. <laughs> so I'm chilling over there, kicking it over there. My cousin Simba, who is absolutely killing it in the rap game, he lives in L.A. He flew into the Bay as well because when I got the text message from the, the Jeep for, about the GP party, they was like, man, extend the invite to Simba as well. Like, we want him to pull up. They rock with Simba. They've been rocking. They they know each other, obviously, because of me, but they hadn't met each other in person yet. So they've been supporting each other a lot on social media. Gary Payton II will share his music. He'll tweet his lyrics. He'll do all of that. Simba shout Gary out for obviously having a successful postseason, becoming a world champion. Both guys are doing their thing. It's all ties. It's all family. It's all love. There we go. So Simba meets me. We meet up in San Francisco, obviously. Before we even go to Peyton's party after the parade, we hit the club. We hit the club. My guy JTA is in there, hometown kid. Clay Thompson is in there with the sailor hat because he lost his championship hat on the boat when he was uh, driving oh, the yeah. boat before the parade even started. He also tripped over a train <laughs> track and ran somebody. It's a lot of things Clay Thompson did. But we at the club. Clay Thompson's there. JTA's there. We in there having a good time kicking it. We leave that club, head over to my guy GP's event, and boy, did we have a great time. We had a great time. It was a lot of love. It's close family and friends. So, you know, everybody knows everybody. It's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful event. We all there to celebrate. Gary Payton II. Gary Payton obviously is there. He said a beautiful speech, you know, paying homage to his son. You know, we did the toast. We we popped champagne like we won a championship game because we did. Um, we 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 did it all, man. We had a great time. Brian Shaw was in the building. Okay. We kicking it. We having a good time. GP obviously arrives a little, a little later. It's his party. So we do the big grand celebration, popping champagne inside of the bar. We didn't, we didn't, we popped it outside, but we popped it inside too. Hey, little, little we, bubbles we, got in little there. Bubbles you know got, we, we, we going up. We having a great time, obviously kicking it with him. And uh, it was just so dope to see like this young man create his own path in the way that he did coming from basketball royalty, if you right, will. Right, right. And he was able to pave it in his own way where he's able to take 100% credit of his contribution mm. to that basketball royalty rather than having to live off the name of his father, who obviously is basketball royalty. And if I want to go even deeper, his family that's basketball royalty yeah. in the city of Oakland especially. For sure. Family Shout is well-known. The Payton's and, a well-known basketball family. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's like to see him be able to carve out his own path and to see him be able to do it the way he did it, six years going back and forth between the G League and the, and the, uh, and the league, essentially, and not being able to necessarily stick. A bunch of 10-day contracts, a bunch of get sent back down to the G League, come right back up, four different teams, to finally be able to stick this year, not only stick, but be impactful mm. when it came down to this Golden State Warriors team being able to win a championship this year. It was impressive. It was phenomenal to celebrate. Again, I feel like I won a world championship. He obviously was my AAU teammate, friend of the show here too, by the way. Believe you me, we'll get him back soon. He's a champion. We will follow up on the last episode that we had with him. But it's like to be able to witness that and experience that, I almost didn't, but when the message came my way, like, you got to come. And I kind of did one of those, like, like the message, love the message. And then put it another response was like, like, then the ah, next response, then the next response over that weekend was, we'll see you on Monday. So I'm like, oh, man, I got to go. I yeah, got to go. Dude. And it was well worth it, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, well worth you've it. obviously, you know, uh, seen a championship from like a fan perspective before you've been to the parade before. Right. The Golden State Warriors have won four now, at least in this. Of the last eight. Of the last, which is bonkers. Been to six, six of the last, of the last eight, eight won four of the last eight. Just insane. That That legacy is just already like so impactful and it needs to be put against I mean, all of the LeBron dynasties and the, and we talk about that or whatever, but this is what I want to know. Like, because it really did seem, and everyone kind of concurred on the team that this one meant more because yes. of the circumstances and everything. 
Yes. And, and so you're saying that you felt that in the streets, in the cities, with your people, the people that came up that did I more meaningful down to like a grassroots level. Did I reaching you? Steph Curry, the way I saw Steph Curry celebrate. The way I saw, shout out to my guy, DJ Millions. We in the club, we at the Grand in San Francisco, and DJ Millions is just rocking it. He's rocking it. And Steph Curry is just up there turned up, like turned all the way up. Then DJ Millions drops whoop that trick in the club, and Steph Curry just starts going dumb in the club. Like you could feel that these dudes had a chip on their shoulder Mm. and that these dudes are absolutely petty. (laughs) <laughs> and this championship definitely meant more than any other championship they've won because outside of the first one, if you will, which Steph obviously still didn't win a finals MVP in that one, every other championship they were expected to win. This was finally the first time in a long time where they weren't expected to win the championship. Clay Thompson, we obviously don't know who he's going to come back and return to be, and we know how pivotal he's been to this dynasty, and he's coming off of two atrocious injuries. Yeah. You know what I mean? This team team didn't go to the playoffs (laughs) last year, although Steph made a promise that we'd be where we are this year, but it's not like they're coming off of a year where they went to the playoffs. There's uncertainty (laughs) around Klay Thompson and his return. Steph's never won a finals MVP. Everybody's thinking that the Nets have to win a championship, and obviously, say what you will, but KD is directly connected to that Warriors legacy. So even though people try to, well, you don't have to bring down one and put up another – the legacies are connected, and we're going to talk about it how we're going to talk about it because they are connected and decisions were made, I, and folks got to live with those yeah. decisions from a basketball yeah, standpoint. I, I am mad at that. I you got to live with those decisions. Yeah. And the fact that Kevin Durant left, went to Brooklyn, and everybody started to doubt the Warriors who'd been there before prior to Kevin Durant, and because they had other issues going on, Steph had the hand injury. Steph Steph was out for a good portion of that series where they won, like, 20 games. Klay Thompson, obviously, was out for the reasons he was out. Yeah. Last year, they are only a play-in team. They lose in the play-in round. They, they became, and obviously, they were on top prior to that, going to five consecutive finals. People treated them as if they were the laughing stock of the league, not because people didn't know they were this good, because I don't think people are that not put together when it comes to the game of basketball, but well, they were the hunted. Well, they were the hunted. They might be though. Well, if they are, that's terrible for you. I feel so bad. No, I don't. Just stop talking basketball. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like they were the hunted, and it seemed as if they had gotten hunted. They were yeah. no longer the hunters after going to five consecutive finals, beating LeBron all of those times, and, you know, have the Kevin Durant coming over there. People felt like they were cheating, essentially, once that happened. It's the worst move in basketball. It's this, it's that, it's right. all of that. So to see them finally have those couple of years where they started losing, they became the hunted. Well, they were the hunted. It seemed as if they had gotten hunted, and then they had a hunter's mentality and came and hunted any and every thing that crossed their path this year well, look, bro, and now they're NBA world champions again. Yeah, I mean, especially about like the, yeah, that they had been there before and people kind of didn't think about that with the KD thing. Like, I, I, you just gotta put, I gotta say it point blankly. Like, it wasn't that they were hunter or hunted. It was LeBron James is a fire-breathing dragon and he is gonna come and burn your entire village down. And that's why Kevin Durant had to show up. Think about it, bro. The Golden State Warriors had to cut the bottom off their entire roster to go get the best score at the time that the league had seen, probably ever, yeah. to go slay this dragon who went to eight straight finals and had, what, 10 straight Eastern Conference titles or ten something straight like that? Appearance. Yeah, yeah, 10 straight yeah, I Eastern think ten Conference straight finals, finals appearances. appearances yeah. yeah, that is a dragon. Look, that yeah. is a dragon. Like, Steph Curry is great. Kevin Durant is great. But... LeBron James happened, and that's what happened with the Golden State Warriors. And when Kevin Durant left, the biggest thing that I think that people are going to probably talk about later, at least I hope, is that, and to me, the reason why this championship means the most for especially Steph's legacy, that organization's legacy and all that, is because the bottom got cut off of that roster. And then you had guys that you did not know what they were going to be. Draymond Green said it in the podcast, the finals podcast, at the podium. After the they win to Gary, he goes, yo, you were the 15th man, scratched your way to the 15th, and then became an 
a, an impactful eight-man rotation yeah. guy to win a championship. He said yeah. that's unheard of. It's like unheard no, you, of. That, that's an understatement, bro. It's unheard that of. That will probably never happen again. It's unheard I mean, of. Get yeah, real. You know, <laughs> that's what, what I'm saying. This dude carved his own path, Yo, man. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like he uh, carved his path, and and nobody can take credit for it but him. Obviously, he had help along the way. Anybody that gets to that point has help along the way. But the work, the 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 resilience. The resilience, the resilience for him to go through what he's going through in his career, undrafted, JUCO product. I mean, the list goes on of yeah. the resilience for him to be able to get you to this point you can't is stack, absolutely you, unheard of, dog. You can't it doesn't stack happen. odds higher against a man. Yeah. Especially in the NBA. You know he saying? powered like, through. Look, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. And I'll keep it real with you right now. If I was Gary Payton II, the first thing in my mind would be like, how dumb would it be to try to be a basketball player when my dad's Gary Payton? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm not getting where I want to be time in and time out. But that dude is so tough, bro. Resilient. When he broke his elbow, I guess he came back into uh, you know practice or whatever. And Kerr was like, "What? You know what's going on, man? You're in a sling." I guess he was very, you know, as you he's know, running. as you know, he's a really upbeat guy. Yeah, and really a pleasant dude. And he was like, "Dude, I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna like, be back. It's not even a question. I'm gonna be back." And that's what he told me. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm I'm angry. This is my guy. Like, I'm mad about it. And it was obviously, a dirty play. The people period. around him, we were all mad about. It. Fans were mad about it. Players were his coach was mad about it. Yeah. Like we were mad about that. Absolutely. And even when I reached out to him shortly after it happened, he reached back out to me and was like, Love you, bro. I'll be back. That's it. That's all he had to say. And once he said that, who would I be not to believe him knowing what he's been able to get through and go through and being a part of his journey to get to this? I, I've seen it firsthand. I've witnessed it firsthand. I'd be a fool not to believe it. I'd be a fool not to believe it. But also, it's hard to call other people fools if they don't believe it because, as you said, as Draymond said, his journey to get to this point is absolutely unheard of. Yeah, you would never bet on it. You ever. wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. It, you wouldn't bet on and, it, and this, Okay, so I'm going to probe you just a little bit more. And obviously, when GP gets on the podcast, that'll be much better to hear from him. But For sure. This, this is what I want to know from you, because a guy like that, I would imagine, when you're sitting there and your champagne is literally raining down from the ceiling and you're with your people, and, and I saw you flicking up a beautiful video with Simba and Gary Payton sitting there just yeah. sort of reflecting. My question is this. How long does it take for a guy like that coming off of this thing where he goes, okay, cool, I'm celebrating, I'm coming down, before it goes right back up and goes, all right, now I'm hungry again, let me go. Was it between the first or the second drink? Because I got to imagine that he was probably like, yeah, this is fun, but I want more of this. Because oh, yeah. all of those cats are about to get paid. Exactly. And I do not expect exactly. the guy like Gary Payton II to be like, cool, now I got $25 million in my pocket, I'm going to slow down. Well, I think the best part about it, obviously, Talk, I mean, speaking to your veterans, your leaders, your Steph, your Clays, your Draymonds, and then you even want to go further, your Joe Lacobs. Like, you can go to the tip top of this yeah, thing. You this could. organization is phenomenal, yeah. top, to, top to bottom, and they're tight-knit. And one thing you could tell in their celebration was that they all had so much love for each other that that transition is going to be seamless for them to celebrate this moment come back down and be ready to amp it back up and get to work again and do this again. Because mm. I seen Juan Toscano Anderson post like, this is the best day of my life. And when you see posts like that, and you can feel that this was the best days of people's life, even Simba. Simba hits me up yesterday when he gets back to L.A., and he's like, man, cuz, thank you. Thank you for bringing me there with you. He like, I'm glad they asked me to come. And he was like, I'm glad you basically communicated to me. Like, man, come on. We got something. We got to go rock with him. And he's like, that was the most fun that I've had in four to five years. It wasn't just them that was having a great time. It was the Bay Area. Mm. It was the Bay Area. That feeling in the Bay Area in a place where We've got plenty of inner city neighborhoods and a place where it is tough to live. It is the most expensive place to live. Like, it is a grind to live in that market for a wide range everybody, of reasons. Bro. For everybody, For a too. wide range of reasons and for a wide range of people. Right. 
And to see the entire region come together as one, put everything else that we just alluded to aside to come celebrate this team with these guys, it was a community-driven thing where you felt like you not only accomplished something for yourself, but you accomplished something for this community that was so great and so heartwarming to be able to see and participate in and be a part of. There's no way, there's no way that you can get a taste of that and not want more. There's absolutely no way that you can get a taste of that and not want more. And that's going to be the motivation is to be able to go out there and do it again. And obviously for the vets, that's clearly what it's been for them, the Iggy, the Clay, the Dre, the Steph, because they got four of them and trying to get more. Dude, Kevon Looney has three rings. Kevon Looney. <laughs> like, like once you get like, a taste of that. that got three rings. That's just funny to me. Once you get a taste yeah, of that, sure you want ridiculous. more. Yeah. I want that we I want to replay that weekend every single weekend. I want to replay that day every single day of my life if I could because it was that much fun. It was that good of a time. It was that it was no violence. It was no I mean not that I've heard of and I was outside right. straight up. I was outside Oakland and San Francisco. I was outside. Nowhere I went no issues. It was all good. It was right. all love. It was a great time. And and everybody came together for that team and celebrated with that team. And it was it was just great, man. Like, it was a great experience. And, again, for me to be able to be a part of it in that way, um, being able to celebrate with, with a friend of mine, somebody that, you know, I've been knowing since I was in high school and been teammates with before, and to be able to be so closely connected to a guy that was able to live out all of our dreams back in those days when we were grinding at McClyman's High School and we were going and beating and slaying giant killer of AAU teams like Team Odom. This is back when Lamar Odom's winning championships for the Los Angeles Lakers. He had the best players in the country, and we were we were grinding. We were dogging it out. We were rugged. We weren't a team full of high recruits, but everybody went and played at the next level. We were one of those kind of teams. We didn't – Gary Payton the second, like I said, he went Juco. He had to – he went prep school. He went JUCO. He did all of that to get to this point. Like he wasn't a he wasn't a highly ranked guy coming out of high school. He wasn't getting a bunch of scholarship offers coming out of high school. Like he he had to work. He had to grind. But that grind that we were accustomed to and that molded us early to see it pay off. And not just obviously this way, but all of our guys, man, got everybody on that team that we played on is doing well for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's so good to see and it's so beautiful to see and be a part of because we've all had plenty of moments where we could have went a totally different direction just coming up where we came up at. You know what I'm saying? And we 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 stayed on path. So to be able to celebrate this with even some of the guys from the AAU team and just like all of that was super dope, man. It was it was dope to be a part of. It was dope to witness. It was dope to experience. I'm super proud of them. And again, I know they want more. I got a strong feeling. That's a high that you, coming. That's a high that you are going I to just, continue I to chase. I just got a real strong feeling that at least one more of those. Is that coming. is a high that why. you are going to continue to chase. It's because it's the dubs, man. I mean, geez, it's a high, one. man. He is not going to slow down. He, yeah, he's he's in the pantheon. Everyone keeps going to argue like. Is he top five? Yeah, he's top five, bro. I don't even yeah, care who you yeah. take off, dude. Yeah, I don't Take either. off whoever you want, yeah. man. He's got to be just there. Just get him in there, bro. He's got to be know, there. Or just carve another face because, man, he's yeah. the guy. 1A, 1B, do something. He's, he's the guy. He's, he's the, the guy. guy. I, can't, I can't wait to see what those guys do. And I, and I feel like, yo, it's like we talk about it all the time. It, it's a top-down thing all the way to the bottom. That communal you know, camaraderie thing that you absolutely have to have to achieve great things, not yes. just a championship, yes. but achieve great things. Like as a conglomerate, yes, you got to have that top down. And I, I'm almost happy because I've had a couple opportunities to go to the chip, uh, to the parade with you, but I haven't because I'm like, dude, I want one in Portland. <laughs> I want Portland to have that. And, and it's I, funny you say that because as I alluded to earlier, I get you to the Portland Chelsea. airport Monday morning, okay, and I'm in my gear, and it's as I'm telling you, and it's not You're that busy because I fly out at like ten. Years. I'm not, I'm not there super early when it's like six a.m. Everybody's trying to get the cheap six a.m. flight. Now it's a packed airport at five in the morning. Like I didn't go at that time. My flight was at like ten thirty, 
So like I said, I left during the parade. The parade I think was from like eleven to two. I basically flew out at damn near eleven when the parade was getting started. So when I'm coming in, I catch an Uber. I'm walking into the airport, and coming out of the airport is Chauncey Billups, and it's just me and him crossing paths. Because like I said, it's not a lot of people here at this time. So uh, I, I'd like like we make eye contact. Like I wasn't gonna make it awkward, so. I go, Billups, what's, what's, I go, Billups, what's happening? He's like, man, what's up with it, man? How you doing? I said, Billups, man, I'm on my way to the parade right now, and I hope that it's a parade here next year. Mm. That's what I told him. And he said. And he said, I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. That's like, can say right Because it's like I was on my way to the parade, and I'm like, Billups, man, I'm on my way to the parade right now, man, get ready to go celebrate. But I want the parade to be here next year. Well, I'm glad that he was coming back which, in Portland ready to get to work. Which, that was just some motivation because I still live here in Portland. Like, if it comes down to the Portland and the Warriors winning the championship next year, I'm rolling with the Warriors. Yeah. So let's just make that clear, abundantly clear. Yep. But I've been in this market for years now. I live here. Like, I would love to see, because I know the feeling of what a championship parade is like, I would love to see people I know in the community that I'm in that hasn't experienced that yet to be able to experience that. I'm all for that. Yo, all for if there's any, And I rock with Dame. He's from the Bay. Oakland Cats. So uh, it's like, I'm all for Dame winning the championship if he can. Good luck. But yeah. well, it know. is what it is. If it happens, I'm... Hey, when he hit the when he hit the game winning three pointer against the OKC, OKC, what were we out here doing? We were rocking the Moda Center about five to ten minutes later on I'm stage. I'm saying though, so and getting it, even in. that feeling, we remember that feeling as a fan of sport uh, and as lovers of sports and music. That was one of the best feel. That was, was one of the amazing. funnest times we've ever had. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was one of the funnest. So yeah, I want this community to be able to experience and, that. And you know but what? But if the Warriors keep experiencing it, I'll just keep flying back home and experiencing it. <laughs> Yeah, Book yeah. It. I'm sure you're not working. Book it. No, but I'm going to tell you like this, bro. Like, obviously, outside of like the major player X factors of like the LeBron James is the Kevin Durant and stuff, we don't know what's going on. It's draft night tonight. Yeah. On Thursday. So, you know, some things can kind of shake up. I don't know how much I care for this draft. That's beside the point. But the way that I'm seeing it right now is I'm going, okay, there's definitely a blueprint. If Golden State is the gold standard, which they should be because yeah. of Steph Curry. And they're gold-blooded. And <laughs> gold-blooded in my dictionary. No, but there's got to be a blueprint. And I saw that the Boston Celtics had a pretty damn close, you know, blueprint to that. Where just length, good defense, you know, they, they were making shots when they need to. They can play three stages of, of offensive attack. Yeah. What, did, what do they not have? Jason Tatum. I mean, it really was up to Jason Tatum. Like, Jalen Brown played awesome, but it's like, no, you have to have a transcendent superstar yeah. to pit against a transcendent superstar, yeah. especially of the likes of Steph Curry. Yes. And what does he equalize better than anybody? With that three-pointer, especially that deep ball. And there's only one other guy that even comes relatively close to him and being able to replicate that. And that's Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard. Yeah, 100%. And so with the move that to, to go cut hard cut right to the what we were talking about on the Portland, they got Jeremy Grant. They got Jeremy they got Grant. Jeremy that's Grant. a good move. And it, a was, good move. it was a great move, especially if you're going to couple it with the, what you need, what we've been talking about on this pod. I know I sure as hell have. For years, you got to surround this guy with a bunch of long, slashing, you know, hopefully three and D guys, but at least they can defend. I've been hearing it targeting OG Ananobi. And that's a pretty good move, pretty good move. too. You got a solid starting five. Because right now, you got four starters dialed in. You got Dame, you got Ant. You got you Nurk, got I Nurk. guess. And then Nurk's starting. Yeah, I know, I know, but I, you know, I, I'm always on the fence about him. And now you got Jeremy Grant. How much, you know. Yeah, but Dame rocks with Nurk. They, like, no, nah, for sure. No, no, and yeah. for sure. And, and, and with Dame, I'm Dame not Dame believes sure, but, in Nurk. And, yeah. And, and Dame obviously yeah. has some say around there, and he's earned he, that he, say he, around Listen, there. he is the man. He I believes mean, in Nurk. Bro, it's it's just every move so far since Neil O'Shea was, is gone, and just the things that this organization has been through, I'm starting to see the budding of that, you know, camaraderie and that you know tight-knit relationship from front office down to at least the team happening in portland and i i, I don't think i'm the only one that's seeing that i think yeah. a lot of portland friends are too shell-shocked especially online to be like oh i think i see it too i think they're being a little reticent to, to yeah, mention it right but, but i see it because damian lillard is the the cornerstone of all of that absolutely and he has the same goods that comes from that same soil that's out there by that water down there yes sir and so i'm 
confident in that. I just need to see some better moves. Like, you know, from a from a you know finance, if you will, standpoint, the moves to get Jeremy Grant with the picks that they gave up were brilliant. It was one of the best GM moves I think you're gonna see this entire offseason. Straight yeah, up. Yeah. From a from a an interim G, you know what I'm saying? An interim GM. Well, he's a GM now. I mean he's a GM now, around. but I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't real have really have GM experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just so, just became official last month. So crazy. I mean, yeah. crazy. And with these small markets being able to compete like that, and with the state of the league being the way that it is, it's a little shaky, a little dicey. Think about it. Even a couple of years ago, the teams and the and the guys where you're going, oh yeah, those guys are gonna come next. The Donovan Mitchells in Utah. Or the Jamal Murray's in Denver, obviously with Jokic or Booker, the way he, yeah. you know, fell asleep at the wheel. I mean, it's all of this. It just seems very open to me. Yeah, and I like the the position that Dame is in is is the exact same thing that was happening with Steph just a year prior, where everyone's going, "Oh, he's never going to sniff a Finals again." Yeah, let alone Finals MVP, NBA champion. They're saying the same thing about Dame. Oh, he's done. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's never yeah. going to be able to get to – man, don't count those types of guys out. Don't count those types of guys out. That is the most foolish thing you can do. Yeah. He's, and I see a lot come. of people doing that right yeah. now. And he's working behind the scenes. Hell he's, yeah, he's working. He's absolutely working. And like I said, Billups, Billups, he, he felt confident about what they had going on. And then obviously, again, I mentioned I was at, you know, GP's – event and I'm I'm chopping it up kicking it with Brian Shaw Brian Shaw seems to think that the Clippers are going to be the team to win the title next year obviously he's an assistant coach over there with, with Ty Lue you Bias. know him and Ty Lue you know played for the Lakers back in the day won titles with the Lakers but yeah I, I had a long conversation with B Shaw we were kicking it like it was just yeah. we talked about a little bit of everything we're kicking it and doing whatever else we were doing too and uh yeah, he said the Clippers, man. I mean, yeah, they're great. If Kawhi Leonard can stay on the floor with Paul George, they can absolutely compete. But they don't. And so, <laughs> it, it, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it's one of those, you know, it's funny because we talked about the legacy and, like, all oh, this buildup for this chip. It feels like this relief to a certain extent. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of dudes are going, I mean, do I even have it like that? Do we know if Kawhi has it like that, if KD or Kyrie has it like that, to be able to bounce back off of very paltry performances this last year or two, whatever? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I know that Steph Curry can, but Steph Curry is a different breed of superstar altogether. Yeah. So, I mean, the mental, the mental game is on now because everybody can play. We know that. And, you know, small markets can compete now. There's tons of young talent all over the place. Yeah. Positionless basketball coupled with really great schemes. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to be able to walk in on any team and just. For sure. I mean, maybe outside of Sacramento, but, you know, that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so it's like, we'll see, man. I just, the mental game, it just gets more and more important as we go along, bro. Hey, man, I'm loving it. I'm here for it. Like I said, I had a great time. Is Jason Tatum, is, is he top five? Is top five? <laughs> no, you, you declared that. I did. You, I did. You were, listen. You were. I was. But because my guy Andrew Wiggins had him strapped to a gurney. <laughs> out but yo, he had him and strapped then, to a gurney. And out then left there. him petrified in the center of his own home court Ooh. after Game Six, standing there like he got flash banged. He had him strapped to a gurney on his way to whatever hospital they got out there in Boston. He. Locked him up. He was number two in the finals MVP conversation. Let's just say it like it is. If Steph didn't win the finals MVP, which he rightfully did, Andrew behind Wiggins. him was Andrew Wiggins. Absolutely. Andrew Wiggins was the second best player yeah, in that was. series. Yeah, he was. He was the Jalen Brown had his moments. Obviously, Jalen Brown had a He's strong good. game, even in the closeout game. He's a really good player. But from a consistency standpoint, Wiggins showed up and showed out on both sides of the ball, on the boards. Oh, my gosh, it's on the boards. It's a mental game, bro. It's, Wiggins was you, the second best player in that series. It's can you tough it out. And if you ain't saying Wiggins top five, this is not me saying no, that no. Wiggins is better than Jason no, Tatum, no, no, but no. this is me saying that in a head-to-head I saw Wiggins have Jason Tatum Ate strapped to a gurney. Ate his lunch. So, yeah. I'm not saying Jason Tatum no. is top five. And I was wrong. Because I'm not even 
closely going to say Wiggins is top five. But the no. way I seen Wiggins do Tatum, he can't be top five. Well, he's got he the. He can't be. Listen, he's got He the, will be, but he can't be he, today. Dude, we don't know, bro. The mental game. I'm, I'm going to keep beating this drum all podcast long. That mental game is sick. Look at the guys that have achieved. What's the what's the the biggest thing that they all have in common? They went through it. Andrew well, Wiggins through went it. through it. But, Gary but Payton II went through it. Tatum's going through it. He's going through it now. That's for and damn sure. And he continues to rise. Like he continues he's to just gotta get take that. it a step further. And he's still really young. Like I think he definitely still has potential to be a top five sure, player in the NBA. Sure. But after what I saw my boy Wiggs do to him. Yeah, and he's just draft day. And he's Hey Wiggins. <laughs> When I saw him do it, he had him strapped to a gurney, man. <laughs> Look, that's all I'm going to say is, Jason, you got everything but the but the heart and the mind, bro. That's I feel like that's the hardest part, but I don't know. For, a mother, for someone like me, I feel like that's the easy part. I don't have the physical tools. I beat him with my head every time. But, you know, that's what it's going to take these days, bro, because everybody's good. I mean, and especially with Jason Tatum, it's like, yeah, you've seen some conference finals. But, bro, like, even though you're 24, 25, whatever, a lot of dudes have gotten chips early. Like you're you're behind in the count, my yeah. friend. You're behind yeah. in the count, bro. So you got to get to it. I mean, gotta it, get to it, it. And it's open season for everybody. I kind of can't wait for basketball to happen. Yeah, again, I'm already I just so I'm, stoked, I'm, bro. I'm excited. The two seasons I'm excited for. Like, yes, I'm excited for the NFL, but I'm excited for college football. And I'm excited for NBA basketball again. I'm excited I, for college basketball too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that too. I'm I am excited for college basketball because. Obviously, one, I call college basketball mm. games, but this year in Portland, we got the PK yes. tournaments happen, yes. happening. And that is going to be a great experience. UConn women are going to be here. UConn I mean, you can't women, miss yeah, that. that's going to be if a you great miss experience. That, then you're not a hoop head. The PK tournaments being here this year, that's like the event that I'm most excited for for the remainder of 2022. Yeah. Um, is the PK yeah, tournaments. Both tournaments. They got two tournaments happening, men's and women's. It's going to be like Dude, catch me at crazy. Sports Bra watching women's college oh, basketball. Yeah. It's going to be that weekend. Often. Yeah. Oh, yeah, often. <laughs> often, bro. Often. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's for where sure. I'm trying to be. Oh, you know, we were, all, we were all into that this year. We were all, me and Cam Jones still talk every day. Cam Jones is juiced as I am right now. Shout out to Cam Jones, brother of Stanford, Stanford superstar Haley Jones. But – yeah, you know, they from the Bay, too. So they they rocking with those Warriors as well. They excited about the Warriors. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I somebody asked me if I was going to the sports broad to watch an NBA Finals game. And I'm like, well, one, it's exclusively women's sports, to my understanding. I've never been there before. Maybe they will make an exception because this is the NBA Finals. But to my understanding, it's exclusively women's sports. So, they probably won't have the NBA Finals there. And number two, I don't think – I know I'm pretty obnoxious when it comes to my fandom, and I don't think the sports bra is the place for me to watch the NBA Finals because I am an obnoxious fan. Yeah. And I, obviously a lot of that gets – I'm aware of that, so I go to places where I can be that. <laughs> yeah. that like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm aware – I'm a Raider fan, bro, like – like, that was what molded me as a sports fan. I was a fan of the Raiders before anything else. So it was like being a Raider fan, it molded, it molded me to be the most obnoxious fan ever. And so I'm aware of that. So when I pick where I'm going to go watch the game at, I'm going to either watch it at home and my neighbors are going to have to hear me yell from start to finish, literally yell from start to finish, or I'm going to a sports bar or somewhere where there are other obnoxious fans too, so I'm not like the only me. one. Because even amongst other obnoxious fans, I'm still going to yeah, stand out. The guy that That's how obnoxious yeah. of a fan I, I am. Know. And I'm aware of that, I, I so I'm like, I would never. You, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I would never go watch the NBA yeah. Finals at the sports bar because I, I got to be a little more sophisticated, and I was not a sophisticated fan or watcher of the game. And yeah, it's it's entertaining, but boy, do I talk shit. Yeah, well, that's why we got to go to places like Banks where we have yeah. mad rapport. We got rapport, go, okay, yeah, him, yeah. I can't go. just go watch the game anywhere because I can turn you off, and I know that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't care. Game off, and, and I don't care. Guys, that's the main go, thing. Fellas. Is like I don't care. So it's, if you try to like tell me that I'm turning you off. If you do something to that extent, it probably won't end well. It probably will <laughs> turn into a conflict because I don't care. 
<laughs> and now I'm going to talk more shit. To, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. bad. I'm aware of it. So I have to go to places where I know I can be that way. And it's going to be our love at the end of the day. We'll, we'll be a sports bra for games that we don't have any skin in the game. We'll definitely. Teams that we don't. Definitely. Because, again, I'm still just a fan of women's basketball. Just watching it. Like, there's going to be games. There are going to be big-time games, women's basketball games that – will be on the schedule this year that I want to tune into during the regular season. Um, that's how I became a big fan of Destiny Henderson this year. I was watching earlier in, I think it was like December maybe, um, Stanford play versus South Carolina. And it was a really good game. Two of the top teams, two of the top three teams in the country. Like, it was a great game. And I became a huge fan of Destiny Henderson and I didn't. I didn't got Destiny Henderson merch. Like I, I rocked with her because she reminded me of AI. Her <laughs> game. She obviously got the long braids. Like she just reminded me so much of AI out there when I was watching her play Stanford earlier in the season. That by the time the tournament came around, like I, I, I wanted to see her do well. Like and and she obviously did. Won a national championship and went berserk in the national championship game. But. Yeah, Destiny Henderson, I became a fan watching. And I was at a sports bar. I remember I was at a sports bar watching that game. That type of a game is what I want to go watch at the sports bra. Oh, yeah, that we'll type of a game I definitely want to go watch at the sports bra. Yeah, we'll be there, man. Did uh, uh, They're going to make Brittany Griner an honorary WNBA All-Star this year. Hashtag free BG. Free, free BG. The fact All that day, we are keeping doing this is yeah, just, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a great I hate, sentiment. I hate to keep God. saying it. But We're yeah, going to keep saying sentiment. it, though. You believe that. Yeah, can't stop, won't stop. It's can't just, stop, won't stop. I'm hoping that she gets home soon. That's all I'm hoping. wanted to say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is dope that she's an honorary All-Star. Yeah, shit, like, she should. I mean, she was. She would have dominated had she been able to play, you know what I'm saying, like, to the extent yeah. that she can, so. Right, right. No, that's fire. That's fire. I'm dope that the W. I'm glad that the WNBA is doing that. That's dope. Um, world champions, Portland, we're coming. Just that's all I gotta say. Hey, world if you're champions. listening to the podcast, follow the podcast Absolutely. on Instagram at Wake Up and Win Pod. Just go follow. It. What are you doing? Tell your friends to follow. It. Just click a button and follow it. Man, it's so simple. I'm gonna be posting every day. So if you follow me on Instagram at Play for Par, you're gonna get an earful. For I'm sure. being messy today. I've been around a bunch of petty warriors, and now I feel messy and petty. Um, is Giannis still the best basketball player in the world, man? Uh, today, no, no, he's not. No, he's not. Because you know, you know, you live and you die by the three, and uh, that's always gonna be the case in this game. But boy, isn't it sweet when you live by it? <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel like an absolute legend is, when you man, live by I, it, though? But here's I mean, the it's thing. not here's just the three, but I'm just saying. You know what that's I mean? That's what I'm like, saying. Steph I, that, is the three. Steph is the three, yes. Greatest three-point shooter of all time. But he's so good at everything else, too. For sure. For sure. And he he's showed his so, defensive squad. He, and, he deed up this, yeah. these playoffs. He was getting to the paint, getting into the – like, he won literal games by – putting the ball on the deck and going into the paint and just getting buckets over and over and over. Like, yeah. I can recall games in, like, the Denver series and throughout the playoffs where he didn't kill you from deep. Mm -mm. You obviously know his threat from deep, and you have to overcompensate for it regardless because we know he's the greatest three-point shooter of all time. But, boy, time after time I saw him put it on the deck, get into the paint. He's such a good finisher. He is a legitimate Four level score. Four levels. <laughs> what are you talking about? He might levels? be the first player ever to be a legitimate four level score. I mean, I've that the game has ever seen. He is the first player that I would consider a four level scorer. Period. He can kill you at all four I'm, levels. Not he can get hot at all four levels and every once in a No, he can kill you at all four levels. And I know we only used to talking about this in the context of three levels. But that's who this guy is. There wasn't even a fourth level until he showed up. Exactly my point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly my nobody's point. Nobody's pulling up he from created 37 the, feet off the bounce. He created the fourth level. Get out of here. Now, man. as you mentioned, Dame is a four-level scorer yeah, now. Is. But it's like... 
Steph created, he he unlocked the fourth level when it comes to scoring the basketball in the game of basketball. We only had three of them unlocked. Steph unlocked the fourth level, dog. Yo, and now like 11-year-old kids are jacking it up and hitting it. He unlocked like, it. Trey Young. I mean, like, it's coming, it's becoming yeah. more. Steph Curry unlocked the fourth level in the NBA when it comes to the scoring fourth, the basketball. That's the name of the podcast this episode, the fourth level. Bro. The fourth level, <laughs> oh, bro. man. Dude, I he created yeah. the four level score, dog. And that that is not something that like because we already talk about. I mean, you learn it in grade school offensively. What's one of the most important elements of allowing offensive float to flow? It's spacing. Mm-hmm. You need proper spacing for your offense to be efficient, for you to be able to get good looks. You need spacing to put yourself in the best position to be successful offensively. Him unlocking that fourth level created an impossible amount of spacing to have to guard to where, yeah, they've been the six of the last eight finals and won four of them and would have won more of them had they not dealt with injuries and suspensions. Really, six of them, they were up 3-1 in one of the uh, NBA finals that they lost. They lost their big man and their other front court player, who was an all-star, got suspended during that series. If Clay, if Clay and KD don't go down, they beat the Raptors. Even if maybe just one of those guys didn't go down, because Clay was serving up until he got hurt. 30 points yeah. in three quarters type performance. Uh-huh. Warriors were in the lead. I think they still could have won if Clay would have been able to withstand that. But this is a team that he unlocked the fourth level. And as good as Boston was able to switch throughout the, these playoffs, they've only had to switch on three levels. It's hard to switch on four levels. It's too much ground to cover. And once the ball gets passed and it goes in the air, no you're behind. Yeah. Nobody's you are behind. Ball. Now it's not even just nobody's faster than the ball because yes, you're right about that. But also the ground you have to cover, yeah. it's absolutely impossible to be able to even catch up with Especially it if you're once like, it makes it once the ball makes it to its destination. Like you're not faster than the ball, but I, okay, once by the time the guy catches the ball, gathers himself, right. get, you know what I'm saying? By the time he does that, gets into a triple de- prep, uh, triple deficit, whatever the case may be, or catches the ball, gather himself and goes up and I have to time it and try to block whatever the case may be. You can do that on three levels. You cannot do that having to guard you all can't. four levels. Having to guard a pick and roll at, at the point of the screen is, at the half court logo. That's ridiculous. That's that's too much ground too to much. cover. And you know what's Regardless so of how individually good your players are on that side of the ball and what their capabilities are on that side of the ball. You know, it's impossible to guard, and, yo. And it's funny too, because I swear it had to have been right before the Warriors started to win that there were some talks from some people here and there where they were saying that, like, maybe the basketball court is too small now for how, like, big guys are and how much better they are. And as soon as Steph just, like, spaced everything out, yeah. no one says that anymore. Nobody says that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, nobody says that. In yeah, fact, he unlocked the fourth level, bro. They're probably trying to shrink it so they can yeah. get a little bit more action in the passing lanes because right. it's not just him being able to finish. He's one of the best finishers of all time at that position. Sure. No question. For That's sure. no question. But he was looking like Magic Johnson out there sometimes. It. He just, was... he's, he's become, he's just become something that, you know, he's been for a minute and now everyone's going to have to really respect that. I got a feeling he's going to get five. And once he does that, I feel like it's just, you know, signed, sealed, delivered. He's, He's the man, you know. You got to kick Kareem off and anybody else that didn't play before 1985. I mean, dude, even look, even Bird and Magic are at risk of being like, you guys might be obsolete, bro. Yeah, you just yeah. might be, you know. Yeah. And so I'm not gonna sit here and and try to hate on the old heads because I love watching old Showtime Lakers highlights and Larry Bird mixing it up one on one. But I just don't see – they're just not as good as guys today, bro. It's just, you're just not, dude. It's a fourth level. You ain't level. Steph, bro. Yo, it's you a ain't, fourth that level. fourth level you don't even know about, yeah, dude. Yeah, you it didn't exist. Know it about didn't exist that. when you played, yo. Oh, man. I it mean, even exist. guys like Scotty and and, 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 and – And even with that, like, you talk about the physicality of the game, like – spacing neutralizes that. Yeah, you could be a lot more physical when everybody's playing 18 feet and in. It's congested. It's traffic. You can get away with a lot more. Like, it's going to be a lot more contact made. 
all of that physicality stuff don't matter when you are having to legitimately guard. And when I say guard, you're having to guard the shot yeah. that far away from the basket. Not just guard and defend a player and move your feet with him. No, you have to always be prepared to guard the shot mm. that far away from the basket. Right. Not just, okay, I'm going to just slide with him, slide with him, make him work so that he's tired by the time he gets to his spot that he actually wants to get to. No, it's it ain't no such thing as a spot for this guy. He can do it from anywhere. He can do it from anywhere. So I have to always be in position where I may have to guard the shot and not just guard the man, make him work, and then obviously contest once he gets to the, the place he likes to get to and, and launch. But no, you have to guard the shot at all times as soon as the ball crosses half court. They don't know anything about no, that, bro. No, they don't. I mean, it's not it's not so simple to just be like, yeah, like you said, like I'll sag a little bit and then just try to stay balanced. Move my feet, move stay balanced. Yeah, it's not it's that, like, no, bro. dude, he's gonna he's gonna get you rocking back and forth. Yes. Like a child. Because you always have and to then, be prepared to contest. And, and you're gonna have to go from your heels to jumping off with both feet, trying to contest a guy that's got like the quickest release in the history of the game. Yeah. And it's, it's money. Come on, man. It's gonna it's, it's money. money. And before you even get back down on the ground, he already turned around and it, is running back on defense. It's crazy, man. He by even, by playing, the time you turn around, the ball already went in, and they're inbounding you the ball. You're going, wait, 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 what 60, happened, dude? He's playing 60 feet of the floor, bro. It's, it's crazy. crazy, It's bro. crazy, bro. And it's just going to get – I honestly think it's just going to get better for Steph. He's still got plenty of mileage, so, you know. Oh, yeah, this team's I, not going yeah, they're anywhere. they're not going anywhere, bro. I think they're going – you know, Draymond Green everybody... said that – I forget. Maybe it was Lisa Salters who was interviewing directly after the game. Uh-huh. And she said uh, – she was like, so, Draymond, after all of this the whole thing she's like what did you think that you learned through this season he goes oh i didn't learn anything <laughs> he's like i knew who i was we yeah yeah we yeah we knew what time i was, was like yeah that's the coldest that's the cold well congratulations to you for having to see multiple uh rings in your life for it's your fire team. bro it's great it's fire you. bro it's we'll fire. get there someday portland it's fire i'm it's on your fire. side the fourth level yeah the fourth, the fourth level, level bro. dog he unlocked it What's he up? What's it. up with the Patreon? You trying to hit the page? Yeah, what you want to talk music? Yo, I got yeah, we can talk some music. Yeah, because yeah. I want to talk like Drake. It's a versus battle happening tonight. It's uh Pleasure um, P. And, oh, oh no. Omarion uh, oh, versus Mario. But but they might I do think that they have some like openers, some other R and B openers. Oh, so nice. like Ray J, Pleasure. You might be right about yeah, that. There might playing. be like yeah. some openers and then the main event versus is Omarion versus Mario. That's going to be if you're an R and B head. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Oh man, and I'm an R and B head, so I'm as soon as we're done recording here, like that's the type of time I'm on. I'm turning on. It's perfect timing. Verses will be coming on as soon as our you know as soon as we're done recording. So yeah, I'm, I'm on that. that. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about this. I want to talk about this Drake album. Did you listen? Did you give it an ear? Of course. Let's talk about it. On that note, we're gonna leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is world champions. <laughs> <laughs>